Bonjour and hello to uh, audiences out there for Comic Book Queers Legacy. Uh, I am uh, guest guest star uh, Jean-Paul Bobier. You know me as North Star. I am here to talk about my new book, X Factor. Uh, the thing I love the most about X Factor is... It's um, me, right? It's me. Hey, hey sweet tits. Oh, what's going on? Oh, hey. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> that is my uh, team member, Dakin. Yeah. Um, he... You ever had sex in a recording studio before? Of course I have. Oh, me too. He is uh, here too to talk about the team. Uh, what I wanted to talk about the most is the fashion of X Factor. Uh, David Baldion has designed these wonderful costumes yeah, that are just... Make your ass look so tight you can bounce a quarter off it. Look, come on. Let's, let's, Everyone knows let's, that. Screw this. Come on. Let's get out of here. About come my on. ass. Let's get out of here. Let's have some fun. Come on. Could you please? I'm we're, I'm here trying. If if Come people on, don't know, read our book, then we're not going to. You know you want to have some fun change. with me. You know you want to. Have I am fun not with going me, to be a fallen angels of Dawn of X two. People will on, buy this. Buy our book. Come on, look how hard I am. I'm hard right now. Come on. Oh, bad. I won't tell your husband, or he can join. I don't care. Can he join? Yeah, sure. Okay. I get to be in the middle. X Factor. Leia Williams. David Baldion. Oh. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 128 of Comic Book Queers, CBQ Legacy. Hi, I'm Evil hey. Jeff, and I'm here with my co-host Brett. Hi. And that was just a little, we just, we were lucky enough to get uh, uh, North Star and Dakin to pop in to promote their new uh, book, X Factor, that's coming out. Um, TBA. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? <laughs> uh, let's uh, just get into, uh, so what are you going to pick? Hot topics. Hot topics. Uh, basically, the hot topics for today is uh, when are comic books coming back? Are they coming back? I don't know anything about this. Do you have any updates on this, Brett? Yeah, I've got a scoop. I've got a hot scoop. So there is a date um, that uh, comic books are coming back. Uh, that date is oddly a Tuesday, Tuesday, April 28th. And I want to ask you, Evil Jeff, what is your most nightmare scenario of comic books coming back like comic books are coming back but uh, what's the worst way to finish that but well for you for me since i don't i do everything online is but we won't release digital versions of them oh no 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 it's much worse um comic books are coming back april 28th and by comic books we mean dc comic books no only the dc comic books yeah, the only news coming out of Marvel is that they furloughed a number of employees. What? So DC has a date. Oddly, these dates are Tuesdays. There's a limited amount of books coming out, but those books, like these are print issues that are coming out. Um, they're using two new distributors that have popped up recently, I believe. Uh, they're regional. One is on the West Coast and one is on the East Coast. So they're going to be using these two new distributor companies to distribute books to comic shops that are doing uh, curbside pickup or delivery. And so Marvel just is like, we have no announcement of when we will no release comics again? 
Because Marvel is Disney, and I'd imagine there are a lot more people. I mean, I understand DC is Time Warner, but it feels like DC is more of an island than Marvel is to their respective parent companies, yeah. right? Yeah. And so Marvel's just got a lot more sh- shit to deal with, I which guess. sucks. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I could be wrong. I don't know. I heard Disney's losing something in the realm of like 30 million a day just from Disney World being closed. God damn. Uh yeah, it's crazy. Well, that's fucking sucks. Does that we're going to have to just read DC comics? What about <laughs> Never. Is there anything from Boom or Image? Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what's going on with the other publishers. I mentioned TKO. What they're doing is great. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what the rest of it is. All right. Well, I guess All right. we're still just going to be reading some classics. Speaking of classics, I think you and I have stumbled upon kind of this. I feel like we're doing a series and we haven't really intended to. But I feel like what with last week's Emma Frost centric episode and this week's episode, we're kind of doing like a like a gay mutant icon, like mutant gay icon series. Yeah, I love it. I love it, right? Let's just do this, and we'll talk. About, we'll we'll pick someone next week. Yes, some other but this ha- week. Some other homosexual. Yes, yes. Uh, this week we're gonna delve into deep into the homosexual. Who is North Star? In fact, Marvel's first homosexual, if I'm not mistaken. He's Marvel's first gay character. Um. Started off just as like, you know, more just like a bitchy fop. And so when they were like, we need to make someone gay. Oh, who's him, bitchy? Him. Who's bitchy? Yeah. Who's bitchy or jokey? To Those are the gays. that line from Beyond, was it, you know, Valley of the Dolls. Sharon Tate goes, oh, come on. You know how bitchy fags can be. <laughs> I love when they like decided who was going to come out. They picked all the people who hide behind a bitchy facade or hide behind a comedic facade. Yes. Well done, Marvel. What about karma? Oh, I'm, I don't know anything about lesbians. <laughs> when did know. she come out? Uh, I don't know. She's next. Let's do her next. Oh, yeah. Let's read Fat Karma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this week is about Lithe. North Star. Um, what we're going to do is dive into three eras, moments in North Star's life. Kind of a, kind of a beginning, middle, and an end for gay North Star. And the middle is, um, it's creamy as most middles are, but I mean, it was, it's pretty arbitrary. So the beginning is we read Alpha Flight number one of six. The issue he comes out now. He the mit- he has yep. he admitted to being gay in any issue before this? No. So that's so. This is the first time he ever even says that he's gay. Yes. Okay. That's the out issue. Um, then we're gonna dive into Eve of Destruction um, from the late '90s, which was Scott Lobdell's run uh, that Scott uh, finished up his run. The, uh, wrote the other. Oh, one too. and he wrote X Fact. I mean, ugh, Alpha Flight also. So Scott Lobdell, very intimate with North Star. Is he gay? Um, I don't think so. He wrote Happy Death Day. I mean, he's writing a lot of gay stuff. That's pretty gay. X-Men. I think he's sucked a dick before. Don't sue in me. college. <laughs> don't sue me. I know you're listening. 
Um, so Eve of Destruction, we're going to check in with that story arc from X-Men uh, roughly 111, 112, and Uncanny X-Men 392 through 93. And then we're going to visit Astonishing X-Men number 51 by Marjorie Liu, where Northstar gets married. Yes. Got a real progression going on. Somebody's growth mapped. Let's do it. Let's start with Alpha Flight 106. Alpha Flight 106, written by Scott Lobdell, art by Mark Pasella, and I believe the year was 1992. Uh, 1992. What were you doing in 1992, Evil Jeff? I was uh, stealing Playgirl magazines while dating a girl named Laura Taylor. Like, I would actually steal Playgirl magazines on dates with her at Golden Ring Mall. Hell yes. Did she ever catch you one time we we were making out and i'm like can she Ew. feel that there's a magazine <gasps> as her boobs are pressed against me can she feel the magazine under my shirt and did you escape into the nightmare fantasy of her finding out and being like what is it like the, you living in the moment where she found out in your head rather than live in the moment I, of you kissing her i i it was there was the i guess there was a weird thrill of it i would always play in my head the song jane's addiction song been caught stealing would play in my head whenever I stole a Playgirl magazine. Because there was huh. a line that would be like, and I walked right through the door. Through the tower. Walked and right I walked through. Right like, that through would be the in door. My, going in my head as I stole it. Um, hey, all right. Yeah. So I, uh, that's what was going on with me. So as okay. you can see, gay rights was not doing too good with me either. Gay rights not doing good with me either, despite the fact that I was attending regular rehearsals for the high school musical uh, for our high school musical production of Me and My Girl. And you were the girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was the and. <laughs> um. So Alpha Flight One Hundred Six, written by Scott Lobdell, uh, on the cover is a close-up of Northstar's face just filled with rage. It's such, oh God, the rage. And it says, Northstar, if you've never seen him before. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Northstar, as you've never known him yeah. before. Oh. Known him. I don't know her. I don't know her, uh, but he's so angry. And then we get to um, the intro the splash page and the intro identifies who this particular Alpha Flight team lineup is. So I'm just trying to set the scene here. So Alpha Flight is Guardian, who's Heather. What's her name? McNamara. No, sure. that's Heather. That's Heather number one. Um, McDonald. Weapon Omega. We'll get to him. Sasquatch, North Star, Aurora, Puck, and Windshear. Windshear. Wind. And then we cut to. Um, the first scene, and it's a former Invaders character by the name of Major Maple Leaf, somebody who fought alongside, although was never an official member of the Invaders. Major Maple Leaf, watching television. For a second, though, I want yeah, to talk yeah. about the art. Oh, please do. Who is the please artist do. on this? Um, surprisingly, not Rob Liefeld. Here's what I do. You know what's worse than Rob Liefeld? Someone trying to do Rob Liefeld. Yeah, Mark Pasella. He's like trying to do Rob Liefeld. Oh, and it's isn't awful. it amazing? It's so interesting to check in with a comic book that was emulating the Rob style. Which is awful. Oh, it ruined the whole decade. Oh, didn't, it, didn't it just ruin the whole decade? The feet. 
the feet, the the proportions, the faces. Horrible. Um by the way, were you wondering if Major Maple Leaf actually was a character back in like the Invaders days? Was he? No. Okay, totally made up. Totally made up for this. So right. he's thinking he's watching the news and he's just very mad and He's thinking about raising his son, Michael Sadler. So we know Michael Sadler's coming up at some point later in the book. Well, you see him like crying. It's like it looks like he's like crying over something. Like soon as a yeah. grave. Yeah. And that'll come up later. Oh. It sure but let's, will. Let's cut to some good old comic book action where we've got Alpha Flight taking on Mr. Hyde, who Guardian says is a member of the Masters of Evil. At that time, but he's up in Canada by himself. And I love how, do you know, if you're Canadian, do you know what you have to do? You have to talk about how you're Canadian all the time. You, know, it's like, <laughs> you think you could just come up to Canada? Well, here in Canada, Canada, Canada. we don't do I was like, can you shut the fuck up and just fight? Here's the thing about Canada. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Canada. I'm trying to look up who was in the Masters of Evil um, with Mr. Hyde. I'm dying to know. Um, I can't tell. But during the fight, there's a baby cry. Oh, I'm sorry. So Mr. Hyde knocks out North Star. Like knock, he punches North Star. North Star goes flying into an alley. And lands among all these garbage cans. And here's a baby crying. There's a baby in a trash can. And he just runs off. And everyone's like, hey, where are you going? And it turns out the baby and the weird. It's just such a very, like, I can't imagine reading this in 1991 where you're just normal to a regular comic. And then suddenly you're like, What's wrong with the baby? Your baby, the child has AIDS. Like, what? It's insane. So they take this baby to a hospital. They cut to three weeks later. The team is having their team meetings in the hospital because North Star won't leave the side of the baby. He's apparently adopted the baby already. He's adopted the baby. Puck is smoking a cigar. In the ward for the babies with life-threatening health conditions. Oh, God. (laughs) And the doctor's like, listen, your baby, I got to talk to you about your baby, North Star. He's like, say it in front of my team. And he's like, fine, your baby has AIDS. And it's it's just real jarring, I have to say. Yeah, it's pretty sad. So I wanted to check in with what was going on with HIV AIDS in 1992. So I did some research. Oh. Because I was like, where were we at? Like, in our minds. Um, like, how deep into AIDS were we? And how deep into trying to do something? The 8th International AIDS Conference um, was in 1992. So they'd already had eight international AIDS conferences, or seven international AIDS conferences prior to 1992. Um, originally scheduled to be held in Boston, 
but it's moved to Amsterdam due to U.S. immigration restrictions on people living with HIV AIDS. So they would not allow people from other countries into the country who were positive for this AIDS conference. The United States wouldn't, so they moved it from Boston to Amsterdam. When did that end? Um, I'm not sure. Listen to this next one. 1992, AIDS becomes the number one cause of death for U.S. men ages 25 to 44. Whoa. How's that for some motherfucking perspective? That's crazy. Wow. Um, May 27th, the FDA licenses a 10-minute diagnostic test kit. Oh. I did, they didn't um, have those available when I was getting tested in the 90s. Wow. You had to wait two weeks. I wonder what happened with those. Do you remember that, getting tested in the 90s? Oh, sure. And oh, you would yes. be like a week or two where you're just like, Do, am I going to die? And then by we, you know, you go through like the five stages of grief. And then that walk right before you go to get the results. You're like, Oof. these are the last moments of when I was like, didn't live with HIV. Yeah. And then they're like, you're negative. And then you're like, woo, I'm going to be a slut again. I mean, my, really. every time I get tested, it's the same song in my head. It's, I know there's no way, but I'm totally going to be positive. Yeah. It's just so irrational. Well, that's the weird thing of prep eradicating that from my brain. Yeah. Like taking that, that stress out of myself. It's amazing. Huh. Although I'm not on prep anymore. Are you just being a good boy? Well, because it's like, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean like like recently? Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm quarantined. Like in the age of Corona. Yeah. yeah. Another thing from 92, Florida teenager Ricky Ray. I don't remember this guy at all. Florida teenager Ricky Ray dies of AIDS-related illness in December. The 15-year-old hemophiliac... Like, I remember Ryan White, of course, but Ricky Ray. And his two younger brothers sparked a national controversy, uh, sparked a national conversation on AIDS after their court battle to attend school led to boycotts by local residents and led to the torching of their home. I don't, I don't remember this story at all. I don't either. I was too busy watching the, the HIV episode of Mr. Belvedere. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? Yes. How you doing? What did they? What is it like, Bobby? How you doing, Bobby? I mean, pretty good, except for the AIDS thing. Yeah, I know. Who wrote that? <laughs> but you know, it's so funny. I always think back on this issue of Alpha Flight, and I'm like, oh, of course, when North Star comes out, it has to be AIDS related. But I think we also have to remember the context of just how big it was i agree with you because yeah the when you look back and say oh of course the gay guy has a baby with aids but then you think like the fact that this is 1991 and gays were still horribly treated there were there was no gay there wasn't any gay anything anywhere and the only thing you heard about gays was they all had aids you know what i mean and so i feel like this was taken as a way of like hey guess what it's not just gays that have AIDS. Yes. This story, I have to say, I haven't read this since the early 2000s when we did the original show. 
And I forgot th- that I thought this. Maybe I didn't, but I I found this to be a little bit like this was this was kind of nice in some ways. Like, I agree. The yeah. villains. The villain's point of view is that gay men are discarded, and that's not fair. Yeah, because what's his name? Maple Leaf. What's his name? Major Maple Leaf. Major Maple Leaf. His son was gay and died of AIDS, and he's like, "How come this?" But then he wants to and kill no one the cared. baby. He wants to kill the baby because, like, why do you that's care about this much. baby? You don't care about my gay son. I'm like, well, that's we don't have to kill the baby. <laughs> we don't have to kill the baby, but you do have a point. It's he is upset that everybody's fawning over this baby. But they discarded his son. So I don't. I don't think I've ever realized. Just this isn't in as poor taste as I've always thought it was. It's not. It's kind it's of my takeaway. Yeah, and that's where North Star is like, "Don't lecture me about homosexuals because I am gay." Gay, 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 gay. So I imagine being like a gay kid reading this, being like, "Whoa." <laughs> Although yeah. I wasn't reading Alpha Flight at the time. Nor me. I was just reading X Factor and X-Men and Excalibur. I wasn't ready in 1992 to read this and, and have it be meaningful. I wasn't ready for that. But around 1993, Ryan Philippi was the first gay character on a soap opera. Woof. And I recorded that every day because I was like, please have him kiss a boy. Of course, he never did anything remotely sexual. No. But I was like, he's so pretty and he's gay. Please love me. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram. I highly recommend it because he's still so pretty. He's gorgeous. Oh. Reese, what were you thinking? Did he cheat on her? Is that why they broke up? Oh, he's probably a bastard. Did he fuck a nanny or something? It feels like it seems like he'd be a, a nanny fucker. Yeah, probably. That's how she became like, the nanny. But I mean, I mean, I bet people hit on him real hard. Like somebody's like, oh, oh just come please. on, just, I'll suck your dick. Come on, I'll suck your dick. I mean, like, yeah. Okay. There's certain people where you're just like, even if he wasn't famous, if he came up to everybody would want to fuck him. And was him. like, hey, you'd be like, what went name, time, place? Remember, was it Studio Fifty Four, Club Fifty Four? What was the movie? Oh, Fifty Four. Fifty, just Fifty Four. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, Lord. Anyway, I um, think this issue was very, was actually I, very poignant, and and not. I think in it's bad actually taste. very poignant. Me too. I, I'm I'm reframing how I've always retroactively thought about the, retrospectively thought about this. The other thing is this character Weapon Omega, when he, he all of a sudden drops the line and goes, "When I was Wild Child," I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, Wild Child. So that's what his name huh. was. You were like, oh, he was on Alpha Flight. And I'm like, I don't remember that. There he was. But who is Winshear? I had no idea. I still don't know who the fuck Winshear is. Uh, I don't know. What a horrible name. What a, what a bad name. My autocorrect, when I made a note about Winshear, was like, what is this? It and like hyph- hyphenated. It was like, I don't know what to do with this. Hyphenated. I don't oh, know. I thought it was like Windshield. <laughs> windshield. Um, and then the baby dies at the end, by the way. Yeah, okay. yeah. And Major Maple Leaf is consoling North Star at the end. They were lovers. They were lovers, you see. They became lovers. Anyway. Everyone should read Alpha Flight number 106. 
Yeah, just look how far we've come. Look how far we come. Um, I will take us to... Did you look to see what year Eve of Destruction was? What was that, 99, 2000? 99, 2000? Yeah. It was 2000, right, so we got, 2000. We're, we're, uh, we're doing a little bit better, but I, I have to say... So, well, I'll, I'll come to the conclusion at the end of the episode. I've got a conclusion about <laughs> the progression of these North Star stories. But we've got Eve of Destruction, written by Scott Lobdell again. Art by um, the very prolific Salvador Laraca. Ugh. Yeah. Um, North Star has written a book. All right, so let's set the scene. Did it say what the Genosha. name of the book was? Born Normal. Born normal. Born normal, which led Gaga to think of born this way. Um, I'm on so the what's right happening track, in... baby. I was born normal. So Eve of Destruction. Let's let's set the scene. Um, Colossus. Great has drag just... queen, by the way. Eva. De- Eva Destruction. <laughs> Eva Destruction. Have you seen Eva Destruction? <laughs> no, that's a real person. Yeah, I highly look up Eva Destruction laughing clown lip sync. It's okay amazing the problem was is it's super creepy and amazing and then she went on uh america's got talent and they like booted her off because it was so weird oh wow anyway great dre drag queen but eve of destruction is also the name of i of this whole genosha mag evil magneto run yeah so magneto basically takes over genosha He's just super bad Magneto. Kidnaps like, Professor X. Puts kidnaps the, Professor X. Like, puts the like borderline orange, crucifies him. Clock, crucifies him, puts clockwork orange eyeballs. Like, Jesus. Like, like, this, is then, a, this is a lot. <laughs> cut to House of X where they're like, hey, buddy, sorry about all the stuff we did in the past, buddy. Well, this is the amazing thing reading this and then seeing House of X. Literally everything Jean Grey, Professor X, and all are saying to Magneto, I'm like, y'all did a complete 180. 180. <laughs> it's kind of amazing where they're yelling at Magneto for creating this mutant state being like, how could you? This is so wrong. And then uh-huh. it's like, nope, you're going to be singing a different tune. Meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, Xavier and Moira with her fake death are like snickering. Like, <laughs> just you wait. But that's the weird thing is, is did they know they were still going to be doing this when all of this was happening? Uh, that would, I feel like that would take going back to House of X and pinpointing like, when did they have the Magneto conversation? It was well before this. I know, right? So that's kind of like, was all this a big ruse? Well, I go back to Moira's journal entries where she talks about like, oh, we just lost Magneto. He's super mad. Like, I feel like she could be talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe he went off the rails and then they're like, okay. Yeah. So maybe it was kind of like, we actually don't mind you creating a mutant nation, but you're trying to do it without us and we need to do our mutant nation. Right, like, oh, you, you, you little jump the gun on the mutant nation there thing, buddy. <laughs> um, so, but no, then I love she, to think that they still had squabbles, even though they knew about, yeah. you know, all the House of X knowledge. Yeah. But then Jean Grey. So this is all about Jean Grey. It's like the beginning of one of those heist movies where it's like, oh, she's assembling she's her. She's like her assembling crew. her team, and this is where, like, the story becomes problematic. It's literally like, I'm going to pull this ragtag of people that have nothing to do with each other. All right, what's the mission? 
don't worry about it. Let's go. Kill, well, it's kill like, Magneto. It's so very like, wait, what? And also, who is the 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 see through skin guy? Uh, Wraith Hector Mendoza. Why? Why did right. she get him? <laughs> he doesn't. She's like, have we need any... you. He's at one point they're like, he's more dangerous than he looks. No, he's not. He doesn't know how to use his powers. And his power sucks. His he can turn you translucent too. He can make your skin translucent. Magneto was like, "Oh my god, what is that?" <laughs> anyway, well, that's there's a part later, and then Jigri's like, "I hadn't realized that it would hurt other people." I'm like, "Then why okay. the fuck did you bring him? That's the only yeah, reason you would whatever, bring Jean. him, you dumb bitch." So weird. It so doesn't make weird. any sense that he's there. So she's scooping up like D-list characters to take down Magneto. Also, like, I forget like what's Rogue? happened with where the rest is of Pratt? right. Where are all of them? I can't recall. I know Colossus just died. Are they just doing like a Destiny Diary things or something? Uh, right. It's all it's all mushing together that whole era. Um. So she gets North Star, and that's where you find that he wrote his book, Born Normal, <laughs> Born This Way. She gets Wraith, Hector Mendoza, who's who's got see-through skin. Big deal. She gets Frenzy. She gets Frenzy, who was an ambassador for Magneto, and then she totally brainwashes Frenzy, which is unethical. Yes, she, like, mind-controls her, basically. Like, if you're going to go... Like, Gene, if you're going to go around mind-controlling mutants, like, go get good ones. Yeah. <laughs> and get just mind-control them. Uh. So she picks up Italian stereotype Polly Provenzano... Who's a super strong, invincible um, Italian guy from Brooklyn. Did he ever show up ever again? He has been in stories after that. Um, He even picked up a code name, which was Omerta, which is the... uh, Like the mafia code of silence. Like you don't rat. I wish I would rather have been like Provolone or something like... Provolone. (laughs) Because he was so dangerously stereotypical Italian. Oh my God. It was like, it was like Moonstruck. Um, (laughs) It was so bad. And then Sunfire's sister, Sunpire. The worst name. Sunpire. Who's basically like, I have the same personality. You know what? Did you ever think like when they were choosing who should be gay? Do you think they were like, all right, it's either Sunfire or North Star? Because they're the two bitchy guys. Because the bitchy ones. How come Sunfire hasn't come out yet? Let's because I think Sunfire already had that. So there was an episode of Spider Man and His Amazing Friends where Firestar and Sunfire had a steamy romance. Pardon the pun. Um, maybe that's why. In the because TV it was show? already canon that he was hetero. In the TV yeah, show, yeah, the cartoon. In the cartoon, that cartoon is not canon. <laughs> it created Firestar. I still don't think she's real. <laughs> uh, where, um, why isn't she? She's not on Krakoa, is she? Uh, I don't know. Have we seen her? Isn't she somewhere else? I feel like she's like on the New Warriors or something. Isn't like, I don't know. Oh, she's New Warriors. Yeah, she was in the art of the New new Warriors. Fuck Firestar. Yeah, go to Krakoa, bitch. What's her name? Angelica Houston? Oh, Jones. (laughs) Angelica Houston. (laughs) That's that famous witch. Yeah. Um. So, and then all of a sudden, knock, knock. Um. Jean's like, okay, team of scrubs, let's go. Oh, who's that at the door? And it's Razzle Dazzle Dazzler, Allison Blair. Wait a back minute. From Mojo we World. Skipped a big part. Who? 
Before that, there's a rough and tumble fight. (gasps) Oh, that's right. It was before. Between North Star and Provolone. Wait, what's his name? So can we talk? What's his name again? Provolone, um, Polly Provenzano. So can we do the story of North Star and Polly being reunited and fucking, please? Oh, please. They clearly fall in love at some point during this arc. Oh, yes. Polly is severely homophobic, as all Italians are. Or as all super closeted people are. <laughs> Thank you. And he's just like, hey, I, I know this guy. He's a fairy. See, I'm not going to be on a team with no fairy. And he's like, I'm just afraid of catching something. Yeah, okay. basically. Like, I bet you have a thoughtful. I bet you have AIDS, <laughs> see? <laughs> like, what the Did fuck? we not have a thoughtful guy, a piece written by the same guy, though? <laughs> I know the guy's like, yeah, and that's the weird thing is I feel this. I feel like over the years we're not kind to Scott Lobdell because the writing he keeps trying to do all these like funny puns and they land with a thud. Like they're I feel like awful. I feel like shit at the X Men office was real fucked up around now, and and he was doing his best. Like things were changing. Things were like go go go. Anyway, Polly is very homophobic. <laughs> yeah, super, super homophobic. And he and North Star get into it, um, which is super hot. And and then Jean Grey's like, oh my God, just stop fighting. Violence just isn't the stop. answer. And he's like, oh, you take the homophobe side, bitch. Right. Like, Jean's essentially like, look, we all know North Star's a faggot. Let's go. He's <laughs> like, Jean. She's like, look, I need him, okay? Just deal with it. Just deal with his gayness. Come on, let's stop being such a fairy about this. <laughs> uh, and, and then Dazzler then shows up. Dazzler shows up. And she's like, I think my, so, you know, her husband's probably dead. Long shot. She's like, I'm back from Mojoverse. I she think Longshot's birth, dead. She already gave birth to Shatterstar. Who then gave birth to Longshot, whatever the fuck. That was creepy. Um. So Dazzler's like, let me join your ragtag crew. So then... You know, they go on their mission and, and hilarity ensues. Like, Polly hits on Jean and Jean's like, oh, finally, I can show you my somebody who I can show my true form to. And, like, she she becomes, like, a fat old lady. That was so weird. <laughs> that was just so And weird. Polly's like, oh, never mind. Uh, woofa. And then she's like, oh, that'll keep him. Con- like, that'll get rid of his boner. And Dazzler's like, if I wasn't so horribly depressed by all the murder I just escaped, I would have laughed. And I Jean's know. like, oh yeah, but oh yeah. By the way, what happened? Okay, so I, I like when she's like, I we're remember... not really close because we were never on teams at the same. Oh, time. Oh, we were never on the same team. Wanna Great, talk about we know it? that. Um, so I want to talk about it because I remembered everything about this run. I remembered Scott um, Summers's cool black leather outfit. I remembered. That this was around the same time as the movie. I was remember Polaris Jean... On the t- was Polaris know that Magneto was her dad? At this um, point? I don't... Because Polaris, Logan, and Cyclops... So Polaris was told Magneto was her dad a long time before this, and then was told... That he wasn't. He's not. But it was Morrison who did that issue that Phil Jimenez drew of Polaris trying to find the black box in Genosha. Yeah. She but... kept yelling, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And that kind of changed the whole thing. But was that before or after this? It was after this because okay, it was okay. this. This led to Morrison's run. Um, so Dazzler is like, I escaped Mojoverse. It was the most horrible thing I've ever experienced in my life. 
And Jean's like, cool, do you mind if we use that memory as a kind of virtual telepathic danger room yeah. for this new... And then you, f- then Dazzler goes back to, like, what happened in Mojoverse, and I'm like, wait, this this part I did not remember. I don't remember, I did not remember this, this part at all. Are you telling me that Mojoverse was destroyed and Longshot was killed because of bad ex-babies the from the Age turned, of Apocalypse? The ex-babies all turned evil? It was an Age of Apocalypse villain ex-babies that, like created this tragedy is this the same the x-babies fuck? from the excalibur with kitty pride yeah like they're like oh dazzler didn't you take the x-babies back to mojiver she's like and yeah and then they created x-baby aoa villains and everything was horrible that's like what the fuck and and by the way gene's like cool can we use this memory as a as danger, your danger room? room what the fuck Jean is. Jean is out. She's out. She's of out of her damn mind. <laughs> she's gone crazy. She's gone crazy. Meanwhile, the heat between Polly and North Star, because this is a North Star episode, is turned up to eleven. They keep fighting, and you know Dazzler, it's because they want to fuck each other. Oh hell yeah! Dazzler really leans into her holographic powers. That turns out to be the thing that defeats Magneto. Actually, the thing that defeats Magneto is Wolverine crippling him. And um, that's it. Well, but well, then at one point, finally, uh, North Star and Provolone are off alone together fighting, and he gets the air sucked out of him. So North Star has to give him mouth to mouth. Yes. And then he like wakes up and is like, get off me, what are you doing? I, I knew it, I knew it, you fag. I knew it, you faggot. And then he's like, I was saving your life. And then as he flies away, he's, oh. he's like, thank you. I kind of liked it. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it. I need to check back in with uh, Polly Provenzano. Because um, you never know. That reminds me of the comic I was writing at the time called The Aerials. I hadn't read this. Actually, I was writing a little bit before, but that's I had uh, a character who led the team who had angel wings ripped off of Angel. And then there was another character ripped off of Firestar who had fire powers. And basically he slaps her in the face. <gasps> Jeff, he's I had it that she slaps her in the face and she uses all of her powers to shoot him. But it overloads her belt and then that keeps her aflight because it overloaded her powers and then she falls to her death. He catches her and then she kisses him and falls in love with him. So I wrote this when I was like 14. And I love that it was, but it started with him slapping her in the face. And then a moment later, she's like, I like you. (laughs) Oh. Oh my God. So as I said, as I've as if you listened to these before, I've said many times I love enemies to lovers love stories. They're my bread and butter. I love it. I love it. Do and you, that's what me... I, I want to see these two their love story that I know they fucked. Oh yeah. Are you you seem like somebody who is the most susceptible to Stockholm syndrome? than anyone I've, I've ever met have i Are, not you, told you have i not told do you, you often think like you might if you get kidnapped you're probably gonna fall in love with your kidnapper okay before i went to bed and this is gonna tell okay guys this is gonna be like jeff you i am i'm, I'm currently in therapy so don't worry when after i tell you this this is what helped me fall asleep i would fantasize about this every night from probably age 10 to like 14 
I had a dream that on the news, Jean-Claude Van Damme murdered his wife and he was wanted by the police. I was walking home from school and I see in the abandoned house, two doors down, Jean-Claude Van Damme, I see him taking the trash out. He sees that I see him and he grabs me and kidnaps me. And he's like, I have to hold you here because you'll go to the police. And so he holds me hostage and then we just have tons and tons of sex. So if you're asking whether I would have Stockholm Syndrome, it would take three minutes. I would be like... It would take three minutes. It would take three minutes. He would tie me up. The kidnapper would tie me up and I'm just like... You're like so. Like, are you feeling it too? <laughs> you, you had me at come with me. <laughs> I love Stockholm syndrome. Have you okay. not seen Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down? Pedro Montalban. I have. Movie? Oh my god! Hot. Long time ago. But here, Stockholm syndrome only works if the kidnapper is hot. Oh, of course. Anyway, where what were we talking about? Where were we? Um, we're talking about Astonishing X-Men number 51, the North Star Kyle wedding issue. What is this, 2011, 2012? 2012. 2012, Astonishing X-Men. Marjorie Liu, What's, where's she been? I don't know. I haven't heard from her in a while. Come on, Marjorie. Um, and I will say I was not a fan of this run in general. Because I just felt the roster yeah. was kind of boring. This is pre-gay Iceman yeah. and Karma yes. and Gambit and Wolverine. Wolverine North Star. Was that the whole team? Was there another girl on it? Iceman? Yeah, I said that. There was, wasn't there oh. another girl um, on it? Warbird? Oh, yeah, Warbird. Warbird and Kid Gladiator, too. Right. I was just like... Mm. Yeah. Anyway, this one is all about... The wedding, the gay wedding, the first. Is this the first gay wedding ever in a major comic or just on Marvel? I'm going to say yes. And. Uh, well, I mean, DC Comics doesn't even have any gay char- male characters, Obsidian. It's all lesbians over there. Right. Well, that's what the incels like. Yep. Um, what did you think of this issue? Um. A few things stood out. Uh, so, it the wedding was born out of North Star's human boyfriend being like on the precipice of getting refrigerated, like the like imminent danger. Yeah, led to wedding. I was like, okay. Um, I thought it was cute that Bobby was very supportive this whole wedding, and was just very invested in it. Mm-hmm. And this is a few years before he came out. Um, I know it's weird seeing it with I that thought, eye. Like there's an even part yeah. where they're kissing and Bobby's looking at them. And I'm like, Oh, that has a whole different connotation. now. A whole different. Oh, well shit. I'll, I'll go back to, I'm sorry, Eve of destruction where there was the panel about, um, cause I read the prelude episode issue and there was a panel about the legacy virus um, being cured. It was just cured. And they go back and they're like, the the late Moira McTaggart worked effortless, effortless. Oh God, effortless, effortlessly, effortlessly. Um, wow, that was weird. Are you drunk? Effortlessly, yes. <laughs> to um, cure the legacy virus, and I was like, ooh, that has a new context. Yeah, surely stayed up day and night, huh? Golem. 
effortlessly. There you go. Kopfkeschlagen. Kopfkeschlagen. Oh my god, my friend just texted me that the other really? day. So just that word. Kopfkeschlagen. That and that's so funny. That and scene where they're doing the live soap opera is one of the best written pieces of comedy ever. That's oh, the best written movies ever. Kopfkeschlagen. Soap dish. It's soap dish, everybody. Watch soap dish if you have it. I think it's free on Hulu now. Other thoughts, Astonishing X-Men 51, Beast as the officiant, adorable. Um, my, but, but I hate his boyfriend. Sure. I also have a problem with three different characters expressing Weird how they're not okay with the wedding. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Warbird, I have a real issue well, here, with this. But Warbird has no objections to it being gay. Oh. Warbird is like then what I don't is believe it? in in marriage in love ceremonies. She never mentioned being gay. She was like, I don't believe in expressing vows in a ceremony for love. So I think she's just against but, weddings. Okay, but that scene wouldn't be in that book if it was a straight wedding. That's True. a straight wedding would never True. have invoked that feeling. But we do have then Puck being like, Oh, that was pretty weird. And Havoc. And Havoc's like, I know if my grandparents would hear I know, like, right? Whoa. They'd be like, what? Oh, I, I can't help but think what my granddad would think. What? It reminded so, me, did you ever see that Key and Peel where they like, like where he's trying to explain <laughs> to the family about what happens at a gay wedding? And the gay family members just be like, is it bad when they kiss if I go, ew? And he's like, yes, you can't say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, when do they play It's Rain and Man? They don't. They won't. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Uh, this modern issue had more Problems moments of joylessness than the, than the, AIDS, than the one baby. from 1992. Yeah, I felt there was way more problems. And that to me is the weird kind of big conclusion takeaway of this North Star journey we went on. Is that it got increasingly more problematic. Yeah. Not less so. It's going to be even more problematic when Deacon murders his husband and then North Star falls in love with him anyway. Leah Williams would never do that. I'm gonna She's going to protect the Kyle-North Star no. relationship so hard. Please let them break yes. up. Or just let him leave him. Or let him cheat. Let Kyle be a dirty, lying cheater. Well, Deacon's got those pheromones, you know. Kyle's just a stupid. No, human. he's not going to sleep with Kyle. No, I think Dakin. I want North Star to be the one to get Dakin to like make Dakin learn what love is. Yes. Because if Please. anyone God. could, as, because you know what, I would think it would be funny if he uses his pheromones and they don't work on North Star. Ooh, maybe because his metabolism is too fast. It's, yeah, and he's just so cold. And then Dakin's like, I don't know. I've never had this before where I'm attracted to someone Ooh. and he doesn't want me. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, are you listening, Leah? <laughs> oh, Leah. Hello. Um, but you got Prodigy in the mix, too. Give me a Dakin Prodigy thing. I know, right? How does he feel that his, that he made out with the guy that's going to now destroy Earth? Empire. Empire. But when is all of this coming out? Who knows? Who 
knows? Well, I'm really excited for X Factor, and I really hope um, it comes out soon. This is so crazy because that's the thing is they could release it. They have them. They're probably everything's done a few months in advance. They have them, and it's also that all can be done from home. It's all just about the actual books. Like, they want to make sure they can actually print the books. But I have a feeling if DC is starting to print comics, Marvel isn't going to let that fly. Marvel's not going to let DC get ahead of the game. Absolutely. So I think we'll be Absolutely. hearing something very shortly. And I predict yeah. we'll be hearing something by next week and next episode. Oh, shit. Who are we covering in next episode, I hope so. Brett? Should we discuss it now? Um, We brought up Karma. But she's boring. Oh, yeah, fat She's karma. boring. We um we could do a deep dazzler dive. Who else is a gay another gay icon? Another gay icon. No, if we could do something that's kind of really gay. Or uh, have we done this recently? I was gonna say we could like the we could read like what I think is one of the gayest crossover events. What Inferno? Inferno. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, Inferno's hella gay, and I would love to reread Inferno. Thank you so much. I think Inferno is the crossover that I have read the most in my life, but I have not read it in twenty years. How about we do? Should we do? Do we include Excalibur in this? Yes, because then we get to bring up Brian Braddock in a fucking harness. Yeah. Okay, so let's do the Excalibur New Mutants X Factor X Men. Well, X Factor X Men is basically. The same. It's the same one long run. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are we fucking diving into Inferno next week? Fuck yeah. I am so excited. Or, Thank you, North Star. Or it should be called Underboob. <laughs> Underboob. The X-Men Underboob crossover. <laughs> and that's what we're titling the fucking episode. Okay. Well, we got it. Figured it out. All right. We did it. We did I it love all. the way I said so the gayest crossover and you immediately went Inferno. And I'm like, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> the gayest. All right. Cool. <sighs> that felt good. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Comic Book Quiz Legacy episode 128. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on whichever platform you listen to the show on. And remember, everybody. If you read comics, if you read comics, I don't care how you identify, if you read comics, well, then that makes you queer. Like North Star. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye.